This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, October 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. CDFA's HIP program is $2 million in the red. Anxiety over three new water regulations and herbs stands out in pesticide report. Frustrations mount over $2 million deficit in CDFA hemp program. CDFA has hit a roadblock in the second year into its industrial hemp program. It has a $2 million deficit and CDFA faces further budget cuts due to the recession. According to Josh Chase, a Salinas hemp grower who serves on the department's hemp advisory board, the program is, quote, digging the hole deeper. We're operating at what is almost twice what the revenue is coming in right now, he said at a board meeting this week. Wayne Richmond, head of the California Hemp Association, pushed back on the option to raise fees to cover the shortfall. When you ask for these kinds of fees from farmers, he said, you're going to kill any social equity outcomes and you're going to hurt the small farmer. Richmond called the program an experiment and how much the state can charge them before farmers just give up. The 2019 harvest was, quote, a complete disaster, he said, describing how it resulted in leftover material that couldn't be sold because the state lacked the infrastructure for processing it. He attributed the problem to the industry growing too quickly. Others worried about remaining competitive with other states and about the high taxes businesses already face in California. CDFA scientist Michelle Phillips explained the deficit is a result of the program being industry funded. The program launched in 2017 began collecting registration revenues in 2019 and has not collected enough to recoup all the costs with registrations now declining. Fears of chaos and high costs as three water regulations collide. Growers in the San Joaquin Valley are grappling with the reality of three regulatory programs launching at the same time. Each adds new water quality requirements and varying levels of monitoring and reporting. Tess Dunham, an attorney with Con, Soares and Conway, shared how she explains the programs to growers. She spoke in a webinar yesterday hosted by Maven's Notebook, a blog in California Water. The Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, Dunham explained, is not meant to resolve water quality and drinking water issues, but to avoid creating new ones. The Central Valley Water Board, meanwhile, oversees CV Salts and the Irrigated Lands Program, which do intersect with drinking water issues. Dunham hoped that the state allowing more local control of the program will lead to better integration across them. She also said there's a lot of discussion about how to combine those monitoring efforts and avoid duplication. There has to be coordination, she said, or we're going to have chaos. Testing finds excess pesticides in basil. USDA is out with its annual report on pesticide residues in food, and the data shows that nearly 99% of the fruits, vegetables, and other foods tested in 2019 were below the EPA's legal limits. Some 42.5% of the foods tested had no detectable residue, according to USDA's latest pesticide data management report. 87% of the foods tested were fruits and vegetables. 
Residues exceeding EPA tolerances were detected in 125 samples, mostly basal, out of 10,000 tested. It's a slight increase from 2018 when 82 samples exceeded EPA tolerances, less than 1% of the total. The 125 samples with excessive residues included 93 of basil out of 343 tested, as well as frozen strawberries, mustard greens, frozen spinach, and collard greens. Now keep in mind, a different assortment of foods are tested each year. EPA uses the data to conduct dietary risk assessments and to ensure that any pesticide residues remain at safe levels. That according to USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service. Group says plenty of Chinese interest in U.S. rice. USA Rice Federation held a webinar this week for potential clients in China, and the group says it looks like there's a lot of interest in doing business. I was impressed with the number of participants, the breadth of information provided, and the quality of the questions posed, said Chris Crutchfield. He is the chairman of USA Rice Asia Turkey Promotion Subcommittee. One Chinese importer sent an optimistic text message during the webinar. Thanks to our friends on the USA side to give us such useful information. Hopefully we can enjoy the U.S. rice in the Chinese market soon. First ever commercial shipment of U.S. rice arrived in China this week, and U.S. farmers are hopeful it will be just one of many. Animal drug maker hit with DOJ suit. The federal government is seeking to stop a California manufacturer of animal drugs from selling products that were made under unsafe conditions. The Justice Department has filed suit to get a permanent injunction against the company MedPharmex, Inc. The company's products include various products for cattle and poultry. The complaint notes that the FDA issued a warning letter to the company in 2017 and the company failed to adequately investigate reports of animal deaths or illnesses treated with its drugs. Here's today's He Said It. One truly scary fact is that the Department of Pesticide Regulation does not regulate, as in at all, the pesticide-treated seeds blanketing hundreds of thousands of acres of state cropland. That Daniel Rachel, an attorney for the Natural Resources Defense Council, arguing California should do more to regulate neonicotinoids despite leading the nation on this. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, October 29th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.